Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Red Men podcast. It is a sunny Tuesday here in Liverpool that you'd never know it. Um, Chris, The wind changed and Chris was pulling a face and now this is what he looks like. Doesn't really work for, for doesn't really work in audio. Uh, he's pulling a funny face. It's it's, it's hilarious. Check out the video version. Um, right. Anyway, I'm here. He's alongside me. Um, Ross Chandley and Emma Sanders join us as well for this one. Um, yeah, for the Allison Appreciation Podcast. Uh, we're going to have a kickoff question. We're going to have two this week. We're going to have the first one comes from uh, Shah Mia Meza uh, from Twitter. It says after Mitch's incredible celebration, I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm wondering what's the most the lads and ladesses uh, have celebrated for something non-football related. I, it's not sport. Yeah, it's every time you go away for a weekend with the lads that first night. Yeah, or like Glastonbury when you get there on the Tuesday night or something, and you just go so big that you ruin your entire weekend. <laughs> that's the that's the time that I celebrate most. Generally, I think yeah. non-football, non-sport. Yeah, I think that's it. It's just every first night you go away somewhere because you get hammered, don't you? Yeah, there was a time once where I tripped. And you know, when you're doing that thing where you're falling in slow motion and you're going and you're going and you're going, and I actually didn't fall over. I think that might have been one moment where you say, Yeah, it's like, like a gymnast sticking the landing. <laughs> Just get up, you know, a little bow. celebration. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ross, what's the most that you've ever celebrated a non football moment? Um, I reckon when I got my uni results. So, yeah. a bit of background to the story. I was in Disneyland with my daughter and I completely yeah. forgot that they were coming out. My phone was going off. I'm going, like, what's your results? Blah, blah, blah. And we're having dinner in, in some restaurant and for the loudest scream you've ever heard, started crying as people around me just like wondering what, what's going on. Like, this, this 30 year old young man's dead happy to be in Disneyland. But um, but I reckon that I don't think I've ever celebrated. <laughs> I don't think I've ever celebrated someone so much. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty, that. pretty. That's pretty good. I'd love to be. Oh, I'd love to know oh, how many people. You take a take an exit poll. Why do you think? Why do you think the man at the table with the little girl was crying? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So oh, I should mention when, when it got me first. I'll, I'll add that in there. Oh, there we go. You went to break the two two. Nope. No, no it's not. Oh. Yeah, Ross got a first. Uh, I mean, I mean, God Almighty! I went, I went to an ex-poly. I mean, Ross went to a to a made-up university in a football ground. <laughs> I can't even imagine where, what that what that's like. And I just went on a bender for a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Emma, what's your uh, biggest celebration? 
Uh, that time that Ross told me he loved me. No, joking. Um, oh, right. look at Ross's face. In, was it in Paris? Uh, he's gone. Um, oh, he's gone. He's gone. But uh, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, no, I mean, I was actually going to say the time that my sister told me she was engaged, I was obviously delighted for her because, uh, yeah, her fiance, I, like, we're like bezies, so I was dead happy. But when you mentioned uh, Chris about sort of just going out and like partying with the lads. I went on like kind of a lad's holiday um, and we went to Hamburg. It was basically like we booked it on New Year's Eve at like two o'clock in the morning. And we got like a, um, like, I'm in like a fantasy draft football WhatsApp group. So there's like me and about five girls and then about six lads. And basically it was me and all of the lads who had booked this holiday. And I didn't realize that none of the girls had because obviously it was 2 a.m. So I ended up in Hamburg for like 40 hours <laughs> with the lads. And uh, we were in this nightclub with like, it was like this gay German guy who just randomly started flirting with Tom in the bathroom. And uh, we came back out. Oh, Tom. No, no, no. (laughs) Yeah, and just took us to this random club. And uh, like the Will Griggs song came on. And I can't explain like that feeling. Like all of us were like, the Will Griggs songs, come on. And then we spotted a group of like lads who were clearly very, very English on like the other side of the dance floor. And it was like that moment where we just came together and then we created like a mosh fit doing the Will Griggs song. Uh, that was like, that was the lots best of, moment ever. Lots of three quarter length trackies and long tail training. <laughs> Hamnet yeah. t-shirts without a doubt there. Um, but yeah, let us know yours in the comments. Um, we will, uh, yeah, we'll get to we'll get to some more if we can later on. Uh, the next question comes from Gaz nineteen ninety one. Just to bring it back to football, um, which person, player slash manager, do you enjoy beating the most? It's Mourinho, yeah, but it was Ferguson, yeah, and player Terry. Ooh, okay. Ooh. yeah, yeah. My, my, we were having this conversation the other day. Like, I enjoy. Uh, there's not many players that you hate anymore. I think so many characters have gone out the game. Used to be somebody you just got so much enjoyment. And most of them play for Man United, like that. That people you love, people you love to hate. But like Richarlison comes across as a massive bell end, doesn't he? So I, I, I enjoy seeing him not being not being very happy. I, just to give it one of the worst, the the, the best worst answer. Probably Pep Guardiola because a he always his head falls off in a really hilarious way, but also generally means you're quite good at football if you've managed if you've managed to beat Pep. Um, go on then, uh, Ross. What's yours? I, re- I reckon manager is Mourinho, but if you're going to take a different option, it's Sam Allardyce just because he plays turgid anti-football and we hardly ever beat him. So Sunday was quite sweet for the fact that he wasn't interested in winning that game of football and then he just bitched about it afterwards, which made yeah. it even sweeter. Just gravy pouring out his nipples um, yeah. and player I'm the same, same as you like I, like the Man City players like I, I think when you grow up you have Man United players that you hate but you sort of you kind of respect them for kind of who they are whereas Man City players I'm just I'm just a bit indifferent with them it's like like you said the character stuff so it's Richarlison just the fact that A I think he's a bit shit and B he just gets a cob on that's all I ever see of him he's just with his, with his, he's got a shit on moans throws his arms about and then goes off yeah to, yeah, yeah, yeah no, I think that's a, I think it's a reasonable shout what about you Em? Yeah, I mean, mine, mine was the same as Ross. It was Jose Mourinho and Sam Allardyce. Although, I'll give a shout-out for Alan Pardew as well. And I have no reason whatsoever. I just don't like him. Like, every time he's just in, I'm like, I don't like him. You've had, you, you've had that fellas like that, do that the, the Pardew dance to you at a wedding before, haven't you? And it just put, it's put you off yeah. for life. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's exactly it, yeah. 
Craig Shakespeare's another one for, for for no reason. Just yeah. to, because can't stand him. Just become a massive Tory, don't they? I don't think he ever lost to us as well, which probably is it. Probably is a thing. Yeah, the, the Allardyce stuff, like the Allardyce's post-match interview, was just delicious, absolutely delicious. He was so bitter and salty and twisted. It just, I do. I get out. I get right. I get. A, I get a little, a little, a little thrill out of people. I don't really like being really upset. It's because. It's like he's held on to the one ring from the Lord of the Rings for too long and he's gone a bit twisted like Gollum, Annie. You know what I mean? And he, he considers his football his precious yeah. and that anybody can possibly beat it is absolutely insane. And he's, yeah, he's clearly just eats raw fish and gravy. Yeah, well, he said this about, about Allardyce. You know, we'll talk a little bit about the um, the game of the weekend in, in a minute, but he's that type of manager though isn't he where he's on the merry-go-round and the, unfortunately the, eventually you don't stay on the merry-go-round forever you know that that English manager you'll come you'll take a team as far as you can and then you'll lose your job and then you'll pick up another team from the relegation fight and you'll bring them as far as you can and so on rinse repeat but event it's a lot of diminishing returns and eventually that ends and I got a, a real like yeah, it's a proper like oh Schadenfreude the moment of seeing Allardyce looking down the barrel of the abyss of thinking like that might be it. that might be his last his last spin in the Premier League and doing everything he can to try and spin it back to how lucky Liverpool were and we were I mean, the fucking goalie scored a winner in the ninety fifth minute for God's sake but yeah just couldn't just there was not a, a, an ounce of him that that went. <laughs> What a header that is, by no, the way. And you said this the other night. I think it was in the instant match reaction, didn't you? It's like Klopp would have just been like, <laughs> it happens. like, yeah. And almost like, in a way, kind of made up that like, football won out in the end. <laughs> yeah. And Allardyce just can't believe it. He's like, oh, God. You know, you know next time he's he's going to have the goalkeeper in every corner for him because he's got that numerical advantage. And he'll think of it as marginal gains from here on in and yeah. stuff now. Like, But he just, I think Allardyce is one of them fellas who just actually hates football. Mm. He just doesn't like it. Yeah. He just can't do anything else. He had his chance. That's the thing, isn't it? He, he had his chance. After Bolton, he should have his star should have been on the rise. You know, he did the big thing about you know being Real Madrid manager and all that kind of stuff. I think he feels as though like he was due something, and then I can't remember, was it, was it was Newcastle? Newcastle? Yeah, and it never. It just. I mean, he was never. But there's never a team. problem, isn't there? For I think a lot of English managers who grow up in these leagues and, and stuff like that, isn't there? Because I think it's easier to play a nicer style of football elsewhere. Mm. I, I think it's much harder to actually do it in England. And I think you've seen, obviously, Bournemouth and Brighton play decent football, but they never really achieve anything. I mean, Bolton got further up the league than any of those two sides probably have, and stuff like that. So it it must be really hard for an actual English manager to play any other way because to to actually survive on the budgets that these managers have you kind of have to play a little bit like Allardyce yeah. and stuff like that and you've seen it it's more successful generally speaking than the other way around at some point it's going to have to change at some point there's got to be an English manager that does break through maybe it would you know it looked like for the longest time it would have been anyhow but yeah. it's, it's not now Just missed his, he missed his window didn't he, he? should have moved on yeah. before he, he, before now, it all fell even, apart don't even know where he is or what he's doing what he's doing is he still a Bournemouth is he that Bournemouth he gives a shit um, right so we're going to um, we're going to have a very very short interlude uh, we will be back we're going to be talking about Alison Becker and his godlike genius um, we're going to be talking about Liverpool's quest for the top four a little bit about Harry Kane as well uh, so do stay, stay tuned we'll be back in about 20 seconds or so when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. 
When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, welcome back. Yes, uh, the Hendo 10 Years of Red documentary series is coming very soon. That is just the tip of the iceberg. That is teaser one. Teaser two was hopefully dropping um, at the weekend. I've seen teaser two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a table tilter. Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) Yeah, and and it's not even quite finished. So, yeah, it's got, there's plenty more to come in that. There's two big interviews still being, it's still just dropping this week to go into it. Like, it's mind blowing how good it is. Make sure you get subscribed to theredmantv.com for the, uh, yeah, to to get that when it comes out. It should be coming out in June, mini series, Jordan Henderson's 10 years at Liverpool with interviews, which is just phenomenal. It's levels above anything anyone's ever done. Uh, in our space so yeah make sure you get involved with that uh, while we're here as well normally we do a bit of a bigger a bigger rabbit section but I just want to point out uh, we've got some brand new merchandise available uh, on the Redman merch store most importantly this wonderful creation that dropped yesterday which is the um, the Alison Becker just head it um, t-shirt which I know Emma Sanders has just picked one up herself um, she's a bit annoyed yes. that we, we didn't give it to her um, but I'm, yeah I'm it's, absolutely it, but yeah, Chris, it's available in a range of sizes and colorways. Yeah, it's it's absolutely fantastic, and it's selling like hotcakes. So you need to get one before it sells out. Honestly, yeah, uh, it's absolutely brilliant. Celebrate Sunday forever with a just header t-shirt. Absolutely, yeah. I'll just give you a quick little look through here, just some of the colors and stuff styles have got available. So yeah, there's that one. There's that one. There's that one. Again, I'm, I apologise to uh, podcast listeners, but yeah, there's tons. Go and check it out. Um, we'll put a link in the description underneath. You can get to the merch store. I, I, I don't even know what our URL is, so I just type Redmen merch in on Google and it comes. I up. go to the RedmenTV.com and click the shop button. Yeah, um, but it's the dash Redmen dash TV dot myshopify.com for anyone who can remember that. Fucking get it. Uh, yeah, and we just want to, can we just have a little moment of appreciation for some of Ross's uh, Photoshop work? Um, <laughs> yes, to say as well. Just zoom in on my uh, neck. Yeah, and we just get it, we can just get a little closer look in. Yeah, Chris. That is my microphone poking through. <laughs> Do you, know what Chris, do you know what Chris looks like? Do you know what Scooby do when they take the fucking mask off the fucking 
Outstanding. If you want to check that out, yeah, go to uh, at the Redman TV on Twitter and have a look at what Ross has done. Is it? it's, and I it's was viral worried then that that finest. wouldn't work on podcast, but Ross's audio description really helped out. Yeah, I think yeah. <laughs> great. He's photoshopped t-shirts onto us. Allison celebrations from the weekend. Uh, but yeah, very, very, very good stuff indeed. So yeah, pick up an Allison just head a t-shirt while you can. There's a Nat Phillips one as well, uh, which was got which was good. It was a good idea. It was going really well, and then yeah, the Allison one's blown out the window. But you can get um, you can get both if, if you really want to. That's cool. Um, right, sound. Uh, we had a. I'm just going to find the super chats that we had while we've been doing this so far. Uh, Connor S uh, with the 7.99 Australian dollars. Thank you, Connor. Says all hail our holy goalie, Allison, the first of his name, protector of the realm. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, just put, put Alf Sharon said he loved my Peter Griffin impression after the Allison goal. Yeah, I, I, I reached some notes. Um, right, it was amazing, really, because. It, like when you play that from your phone, it actually sounded like one of them videos with the porn noises in it. Like, and people were like, "What's he watching there?" And I was like, "Oh no, it's just Paul screaming." And they were like, "Oh, you're not been done." And I was like, "No, no, no, we were done. We um, well, actually West Brom were done." Yeah, we. Had, so it's funny because me, um, me, me, my wife was watching it around me, around me mum and dad's house, and then she put after they all celebrated, celebrated the goal and run around the house and all that kind of stuff. And she was, "Oh, I'll see what the lads were doing," and she flicked it back, and it was just me at the front in front of the camera. <laughs> topless and she thought it was like a like a graphic that we dropped in and then my kids come running and go like wow what's happening Daddy, Daddy's topless on the video where's Daddy naked on the video and then but it's, it's me and, then, and it's you just going like fucking yeah fucking get it fucking this and me I just go no no you can't let's listen to me and my son's going I promise not to say the words let me watch it I promise not to say the words <laughs> oh good fun um, but yeah Chris yeah I mean you didn't get to do the uh, the pokes uh, the, the final words show yesterday so I'm sure you've still got a couple of things to say about this but Alison Becker, I, I spent like, yesterday morning driving into work and just spontaneously pissing smiles because I just I keep seeing it. I just keep seeing it over and over again. Like, it's not meant to happen. We, we you know, you said we were having a chat before about how, like, you know, it have been a bit crap and it's a shame because we, if we just, for whatever reason, we should be celebrating something big this season. But the point, Liverpool always give you something. There's always a moment. There's always something, like, it, Sebastian Coates scoring an overhead kick at QPR. You know what I mean? It's like Emre, Emre Chan at Watford. You know, we've got, there's always a moment. I didn't expect it. For as much as a thing called like, you know, there's, there's the Everton, the most everything that can happen. I don't really know what more Liverpool there can be than Alison Becker becoming the first goalie to score for us. I think it's the first goalie to win a football match <laughs> with a header, certainly, in, in, in the Premier League and football. You know, just... I mean, there's six goalkeepers, I believe, that have scored headers or scored goals in the Premier League and none of them have scored a winner. And that says it all, doesn't it? And, and that's it, because you're not supposed to come up when you draw them because it's too risky that you might lose the points. Yeah. That's, that, that's kind of the kind of way it comes from and stuff. The only thing, like, and it's what makes it so good is, first of all, that, that, that it happened... But there's also no fan base that's quite ready for it like we are on social media. Starting off with the Liverpool graphic designers having an Allison goal one done, can ready just, to go. Sorry, can I we mean, all just take a moment? And can we just applaud? That's genius. Thinking, like, yeah. you know what I mean? That's absolutely genius that you'd have an Allison goal one done. And it was done. It wasn't made there on the spot and stuff like that. Because I saw Dave, is it Dave? We? Yeah. I love the idea. Like, go, where's the PSD? Where's the goal scoring graphic, PSD? Does anyone know where we've saved the pictures of Alison? God, get, 
What's the Creative Cloud login? What computer can I log in? The code's going to your email address. <laughs> that would be done in our place anyway. Yeah, I love, fucking love that magic. Yeah, so it be. starts off there, and then all, of, and then after that, you know, obviously you get all the Titanic music and all that type of stuff. The only thing we're missing really is Alison in underpants riding a chariot down to the pre- down to the penalty area oh, yeah. to nod it in. Yeah. That's the only thing that we haven't got so far. If yeah. you want to do that, please, we will someone, push that. Someone do that. The um, it's just and glorious isn't it Ross you know again it's another moment where you know we've had a few years but three you know three seasons of relative glory and loads of high points where we sat up till all hours of the morning re-watching all every drip and drop of, of of post-match content we can I didn't really expect it it's mad how it's West Brom again by the way you know like it, it seems to be involved in some real pivotal moments in, in Jürgen Klopp's management but it was like to Chris's point all the things that come out like for me it was the Rocky music like the 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 the, the slow mo, the rocky the rocky theme, the the rocky like end of fucking movie thing going out. It was just it was just a beautiful, beautiful time to be a Liverpool fan. It was the whole thing, wasn't it? I think I think it's been difficult to watch football for the past year and a half and you, you rarely get emotions like you do in, in when involved in a goal like that. You need the moment, you need everything to go your way, but also it's a change of emotion. So eighty minutes plus my mood was like, that's it, top four's done, not doing that. And then 85 minutes, 88 minutes, you're just thinking, it's not going to happen. It's West Brom, it's Sam Allardyce, for all the reasons we said before, it's just a bit shit. And then the chances are, you throw your goalkeeper up, but no one ever thinks, including us, it's just a chance. Like, how many times a goalkeeper's gone up and got nowhere near a ball, or like Man City put David James up and it was just, just a mess when he put him up top for that. You never expect the goalkeeper to score, but to do that, to score the winner, to then be back in the top four race again within a split second... Plus all the posts, all the, all the content of Baywatch is my favourite one. I think when we're talking about videos, it's just it's just amazing. And then his post-match interview as well, which I'm sure we'll come on to as well. It's like he's had a shit year. Like you know, everyone's had a, everyone's had a rough time, but he's had he's had a horrific year. And you can see what it meant to all the players when they revolved around him. They were so happy for him to score, not just because he's goalkeeper, but because he's a nice lad. Yeah, well, yeah. and the thing about this, Emma, the head is perfection. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was just about to say that because I was doing the live text, so I like at work. And what was the, what was the exact phrase? Is it the goalkeeper has scored? I just yeah, I obviously because like we flashed the goal first, so I flashed it with obviously his name and just put the goalkeeper has scored in like capital letters. Paul flashed yeah. it too. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, Chris. That was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, I I was like I don't even know how to explain it. Like I was I was saying to you guys before like before we went on air that I watched the. Um, watched the Liverpool video from all angles of the goal this morning which I think is about six and a half minute video in it and it's just the way he sort of like jogs like casually forward and then even like just before he takes like uh, before Trent takes a corner it's almost like Alisson just sort of like has a deep breath because he's we forget he's just like ran like the level of football <laughs> yeah. I'd be dying <laughs> like, yeah. so he just sort of like takes a big like a deep breath and then the ball comes in and he's just like it's like honestly one of the best headers I've seen. Like it was, it was amazing. And obviously Klopp said afterwards in his post match that if like Giroud had done that, everyone would be calling it a worldie. And uh, I kind of get the point he's making because it was like it was just absolutely insane. Like he just looks so cool, and the fact that he's got leggings on as well, like just a player <laughs> in the box with like black leggings scoring a goal. Oh, it's just everything's amazing. Do the other thing as well. Is I never we're, picked we're, up on that. We're terrible at corners. We never score corners. Yeah. 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 It was like 159 attempts or something yeah. since our last goal yeah. from a corner or something ridiculous like that, and wasn't you know, it? But yeah. 
Go on, Emma. You know what, what someone else said on Twitter? It might have been someone from the Anfield Wrath. I think it might have been John Gibbons. And he said that it's actually, uh, that's not even Trent's most famous corner. It's his second Oh, it was Cannon. It was Craig Hannon. Yeah, it's Craig his second Hannon, most yeah. famous corner. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, it's such a shout, that, isn't it? Like, But for me, it's obviously, he runs up there, but he doesn't get involved in the ruckus. He just stands in a bit of space. Like, and how many yeah. times have you seen over the years where a goalkeeper just runs into the middle of the yeah, crowd? Yeah. Like, it's just, and it's stupid. You're the extra man. Go and be the extra man. If you're going to score somewhere. from a header, that's where you need to be. You know, and that's why we do it all the time, by the way. You know, that, that you, 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 do, you hit that zone, don't you? That's just over the head of the guy blocking at the, at the, at the front post. Think about Martin Skirtle against Arsenal. Think about, they, they, you know, like this, we, we, are, we made, we've made a habit of those where you do, you, yeah, and you look at the guy, they're into the far corner. It's, it, it, you don't realise it because obviously the telly flattens it for you. So you watch the normal angle and it looks amazing and you watch behind, it's great. It's when you watch like the, the Trent side of the pitch and you realise how far he is out and the and the post, it's basically a postage stamp on the area that he's got to hit in the top corner. And the fact that you don't realise because again, they make these things look effortless. But we've all tried to hit a ball before and, you know, we've all headed balls reasonably Backwards. well. And back, But, you know, it can, it, all it takes, we've seen professionals, I've seen world-class footballers move their head too quickly and it hit them on the hit them on the temple or they do it, it you know, they do it too late. And it's it just, it's, it's... But he's got Nat Phillips crossing him as well and he just ignores Nat Phillips. He just, just trusts that he's going to get to him. And I wondered about this, actually. It's interesting you mentioned I've had a little thinking, I thought about this. I wonder about the sound positionally speaking because he's a goalkeeper and he's used to people in that kind of environment jumping up and around him and you don't take your focus off the ball because you, you you can't whether another player might have let's go with yes you know what I mean like a central midfielder I'm not like strikers and goalkeepers are probably that may be defenders you just got to take the chance yeah you just gamble on it but you know like like there because you can't Anticipate every uh, everything and whether that just led to him being quite cool and focused. It's, on it's, it. I, it's absolutely ridiculous what we saw there. Yeah. Not only for the timing, but the fact that he edited it like that. I don't think there's another player on the pitch that could have hit that in. No. I, I genuinely don't. And it's funny because I don't know who put it out. Was it, it might have been you, Ross? But the the, the header he did, he does against Bournemouth in it when he runs out the box and he towers over that lad and he's literally got like his his knees at the guy's head height and he bangs the header out and you realise like he's 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 I mean he, I mean we know he's a phenomenally talented footballer like but and and of course that you know he, he could do that a hundred times and get it wrong but. I think we all knew. I'm not, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. I'm flabbergasted. The response is unbelievable. But I actually, at the same time, there's a degree of which it's Allison. He's just fucking cool as fuck. I'm actually not shocked that he's got that in his locker. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's almost part- like if it was any goal, if if any goalkeeper was going to score, it would be Allison, wouldn't it? Sorry, Ross. Yeah. <laughs> he said in his, in his post match that he practice headed in in training. So you're talking about small margin of small gains. How many other goalkeepers in the Premier League? Well, there might be a handful. But think to practice. I'm just going to practice heading just on the off chance. And maybe if he didn't do that, the goal one goal one have never existed. Yeah, there's not. I mean, there's no way we practice it in that way. No. You know what I mean? Like he, he'll practice coming out of his area. Uh, yeah, and heading the ball because yeah. that's the general situation that he's in. It's a completely different type of header. Yeah. Like yeah. completely different. He's just a professional footballer, isn't he? But it's, it's funny about it, you know, because people can play footy all, you know, for their entire lives. But there's lads who are just, you know. <laughs> There's lads who are defenders for a reason and not strikers, you know. And, and he's like, it's the it's the, the goalie, it's the, 
it's just insane. Did you see flabbergasted? Did you see that one where Carragher retweeting? It's like Carragher's goal a game for Liverpool is like 184, <laughs> and Allison's just won every 137 or yeah. something. Now it's just brilliant. Yeah. I just yeah. love all the random stuff. Like, did you see the one from um, Paul Tompkins put at the opposite stats of Allison's touches? <laughs> and there's just this massive touches His in the penalty touches. area, and then just one in the penalty area of the other team, and it's like, how beautiful is that? It is. It's absolutely sensational. It's the, it's the glory of football, that isn't it? Um, Scott Hawks has sent us a super chat in here. He says uh, he's simply a beautiful man inside and out. He just happens to be the world's best goalkeeper. Hard to I thought you were talking about Paul happen. for a second there until we got to world's best goalkeeper. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, cheers, all. Yeah, no, it, it's it's mad that it, it, he's he's something else. I was I mentioned this. I, there's a there's a chance he's Liverpool's best ever goalkeeper. And you know, and and we've been blessed with some awful goalkeepers, and we've been blessed with a very limited number of truly brilliant ones down, down the years. That's why they stand out so much. Obviously, Ray Clemens tops tops that list, but Tommy Lawrence, and then you've got obviously Bruce Grobelard in the eighties. Pepe Reina was had, had, a, had a good few years for us as well. But there's a chance, yeah, Allison's. Is, is, is yeah, I think it, I think even if you you've got to talk about modern football and thingy, I don't think anyone comes close as a modern goalkeeper to Allison, It's changed so much, isn't it? I don't know about the shot stopping of the other lads, but allison has got it all and he's got more. Yeah. And he's got goals. Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> goals. Yeah, yeah. goals. <laughs> um, yeah, um, Bus Beard uh, with the Super Chat says, he's our player, our boy, our brother. So saith our Lord Klopp and the cop, it rejoiceth. Rejoiceth. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Kane joined us there. <laughs> 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 oh, we'll be talking about that in a bit, actually. Um, that would have been a perfect segue <laughs> if we were doing that. <laughs> Do it later. Yeah. Pretend your tongue's too big in a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, John, John uh, I do have a big tongue. It's fine. Uh, John O'Hi. Uh, that was bad welcome. when you had the patient. Oh, my days. That was a good week. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, John O'Hi. Uh, welcome to Charlie. the team. Uh, well, back in the day, mate. Uh, this was a long time ago. Um, just, just, just one girl getting it. <laughs> careful. <laughs> careful. Um, the... Um, the... Um, we're going to move on. Jürgen Klopp. Yeah, we are. Uh, <laughs> tongue piercings. Tongue piercings, good fun. But also very uncomfortable. Um, Klopp says, Ross, uh, top four would be one of the biggest achievements ever. Uh, he then immediately follows that up with, I know how that sounds, uh, but it's true. Um, I, I, I completely agree. Uh, we've been kind of talking around this on a few shows this week already, really, how... I I don't think outsiders will agree because it's not in their place to agree. And, you know, it's, it's one of those comments where if you don't understand the context, it'll look a bit odd yeah. for all the years where we've been bantering Arsenal and all those kind of things. But... I I can I completely agree. There's no you know we're not gonna, there's no trophy for it. No one and no one's claiming there is. But if if Liverpool were to do it, given the circumstances, I I'll be I will be so made up more made up than I think I will have ever been seeing Liverpool finish fourth in in the league. Yeah, I think tribalism and context is important in that sense because people will just immediately get the backs up. You're right, going well. You've got all these these great players, but we've said it for a few weeks now. Have you presented? Each of us, the team sheet that we put out, say, I don't know, four weeks ago, I'm going, you've got Reese Williams, Nat Phillips, you have no Jordan Henson, no Van Dyke, no Gomez, all the others that have been out injured and went, they're going to make Champions League football. A, we would have all laughed our heads off, but B, would have bitten your hand off for it, I think, you know, in, in context of thing. I think the only argument you can have is, I think the rest of the league's kind of been a bit poor, all the people have dipped off, but that's, that's on them. Like, all the teams have had injuries, but, you know, you could make a case that the other teams should be far, far ahead of us. 
in what we're doing, but we've seen in recent weeks that we, we haven't given up. We've beaten Manchester United, we've just beaten West Brom. We're back in the mix again. Look at Chelsea's side in comparison to ours, mm-hmm. or Leicester's side, to what, we're, to what we're putting out. They should be miles ahead of us, and we're not. Right, right on yeah, the tails. no, and that's the point, isn't it? Emma, you know, it was actually a little point we, I, I was making. I mean, right at the end of the final word yesterday, I think is that, and there might be some debate to this point, but I take my take my generalised point on this. Reese Williams and Nat Phillips would not start be a start and centre back pairing for any of the Premier any team in the Premier League. You know, no team in the Premier League, I think, would shoot, would 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 swap. Both to have both of them, they might want one individually. They might be happy to have them around the squads, but I can't. I, I can't see that there's many teams, if any, in 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 the twenty teams in the Premier League who would go. We'll have Nat Phillips and Reese Williams as our first choice centre halves. Yeah, like, and with no disrespect to them, I think they've done a really exactly. good job for Liverpool. But they, you know, they probably wouldn't even be a pairing in the Championship because the Championship is such a high standard these days. But um, I kind of disagree with you guys a little bit, only like because I saw. I saw somebody tweet um, that this would be Klopp's greatest achievement. And I, I disagree with that because I just think, you know, the manner in which Liverpool won the Premier League, the manner in which, you know, they did Barcelona and won the Champions League. I, I just don't think you can put this up there as, as one of Klopp's greatest achievements. I think it is a great achievement, but for me, it's not one of his greatest. I understand where you're coming from when you take into context all of the factors and the injuries and all of that kind of stuff. I think it's a good achievement, but um, I do think... You know, I think basically Ross's point about other teams not being great has kind of helped Liverpool a little bit. The whole thing around COVID, the fixture schedule, everyone else has kind of had injuries as well. Obviously, nowhere near to the same extent of Liverpool. But I do think you have to factor all of that in. Um, The kind of the two teams I would say basically should have been way ahead of it is Man City, which they are, and Leicester because of the players that they had available um, sort of in the last... I guess, 10 weeks. Um, obviously, they had their own injury worries at, at the beginning of the season. So um, I do think it is a great achievement. But yeah, I just think people, in my opinion, have perhaps got a little bit carried away when they forget the manner in which Liverpool won the Premier League yeah. and the, the type of football that they were playing in, under Jurgen Klopp last season was just out of this world. And I don't know whether that's just because, you know, we've kind of become a little bit accustomed to seeing this really crap football this year for most of the year. That like you look back at it now and go like oh my god I can't believe we've got Champions League football and rightly so but I, ju- I just can't look past what you know what he did in the two previous years and so for me it, it isn't up there with one of his best but it's it's, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a stretch to say it's his greatest oh yeah no look I disagree I disagree with Klopp but it's exactly what I needed to hear at the same time because yeah. I believe Jurgen <laughs> believes it. And that's enough for me because I trust in Jurgen Klopp. So if he's telling me that he considers it one of his biggest achievements, that's enough. I might disagree, but if Jurgen's telling me it's harder than I think, I because think... I can see all the injuries, yeah. Paul, and I can look at everything that's gone on and I can go, well, I make my own judgments. But if Jurgen's telling me he's never experienced anything like this and he hasn't, and he considers it one of his best achievements, then I'll go, you know what, Jurgen, you know more about it than me. You know what what, what that all means, how all those pieces fit together and stuff like that I reckon I'm like Emma I reckon it's a really good achievement if we get top if, four yeah. Um, but certainly if, if there's one thing it has done is it has, it's allayed those fears of next season for me mm-hmm. and that's what I needed more than anything my thing for me is that I've got no and, and not, none of us have got a basis of comparison for what, what the realities of what those injuries mean because we're looking at Nat Phillips and we're all made up with Nat Phillips because he's sound but again, and I, I hate I hate doing this. It's been, been fucking three months of this. Like, and I've just you know I kicked it off a bit myself here. But 
I don't want to down. I don't want to. I don't want to be critical of these lads. But like, it's it's like he's it's a different it's a different sport he's playing compared to Virgil Van Dijk. That's how you. Know, that's the golf. That's the golfing class. You know, it's like looking at Barcelona and put you know who's Barcelona's seventh choice backup to Leo Messi, and is he on the same? Is he is he is he? Yeah, it's that's that's the levels we're working at because Virgil Van Dijk is the best defender on the planet, and but Jürgen's the one who knows. We don't know all the subtle things and what, all no, the things that we've lost along the way, and that's the thing for me is I I I, I like the, I just like the notion because I think it's important to remind everyone that because again it, the context will be lost and it, and eventually well hopefully it won't matter because we finish in the top four. The, who's asked about the context? It's just done. The season's over and we can look ahead to the summer. Great, but it's a, it's a, it's an important reminder that what if we're able to do it, given the fucking given the context, because to, to Ross's point, it's it, it is a, it is damning all the other clubs that no one if if we if no one else can pip Liverpool to that top four, then it is a, it's a it's an indictment of their quality as well. But it's both. It's a, that Liverpool are, were able to drag themselves up when the teams with all of those all those options available to them weren't. It's a, it, but a lot it, of what it, I, I don't want to be sort of going against anything here. But a lot of what Klopp's talking about is all. It's not just the injuries. It's the COVID thing. It's the playing behind closed doors. And every other team has had those issues themselves. Every other team has had the fixture congestion. So what we're dealing with is more than all the other teams. But there has been mistakes made by Jurgen. I think this season as well. I think you know for a start, I think we can look at now probably with enough games to go. He probably should have just been playing two centre halves. But. When you're in a situation you've never been in before, it's very easy to make mistakes. So I give him a pass on that, but yeah. you can still <laughs> recognise that the mistake of putting Fabinho in the centre-back position rather than Nat Phillips or Reese Williams looks like a mistake now. Yeah. So... It, and and like the, and the, you don't know because if the signings in January they came really late. You'd have hoped to get them wrapped up again. Maybe not beyond beyond Klopp's control, but again, probably mistakes the club has made there and, and not trying to get things over the line quicker. And both stuff of like those that. lads are off and have been injured anyway. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. we might have seen more. We'll just never. We'll just fucking. Ben David, I mean, there are, there are, it was Ben Davies' mistake. There's loads of other things, but again, what it comes that's, down that's, to for me is right now, here today, we're top of the Premier League form table. Yeah. Like, and that's that's unbelievable considering how poor form we've actually been it's, in over the last seven days. Hundred percent. And that's Klopp's Liverpool right there. Yeah. I, I think it's just it's just the centre back thing for me, and 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 the thing is, it goes deeper than that because it does because we've lost the club captain. And he's been is it three months, four months? He's missed the season now. Forever. You know, like that, but that's. <laughs> That's that's massive to what we to what we do. The vice captain's been in and out as well all season. I've been only just finding his form. Trent's come back into form. Thiago and Fabinho only started seven games together in midfield, and you can argue the case of maybe we could have played someone else at centre half in those periods. But again, it boils down to a whole host of a whole host of factors. It's mad. And Thiago was playing out of position because Fabinho was in centre back. It kind of comes back to what I was saying before of that. Like that's why I think mistakes have certainly been made by Jurgen, but also you can't ask someone to walk into the into the dark with their eyes shut and, and give them three routes and expect them to just guess the right route and that's what Jürgen's kind of been faced with this season he yeah. doesn't know what the right route was and he's worked it out which is obviously a good thing mm, yeah absolutely yeah again look at it I've been saying this for, for weeks now if you take the the the, the key players and, and it's I said if you only took out the freak injuries 
from our team. You mean not even like the training injuries or the fatigue injuries or all that kind of stuff, which everyone's, which is a natural part of the season. So again, Virgil van Dijk, the Thiago uh, uh, against Everton, and then you take out Joe Gomez. You know, being having that done to him in, in England training, done to him, not done to him, whatever. Um, you know, you you probably you're probably just about. All right. I mean, you look at like how are Leicester going to cope without Johnny Evans? How are Man United coping without without Harry Maguire? How did Man City cope without uh, I'm at Laporte last season? It's mad, and it's and that's what I think. I think people look at when people look at the Liverpool team, you can't help but go, still got Salah in, hasn't it? Still got Trent Alexander Arnold in, hasn't it? But it's just like that the centre back things balmy, and I don't think we'll ever truly be able to fully appreciate just how. It's like again, I don't want to be critical of our players, but like recently using that Phillips are crap. Like <laughs> they're just crap compared to what like what we're meant what we're meant to have. They've done a sterling job and I love them both eternally for what they've done. And they have got two very big games ahead of them. And a chance to cement themselves as Liverpool cult heroes for all time. But it's I d we don't it's impossible for us to recognise. We're struggling to get fo- top forward Danny Agger and Martin Scale no, no, every fucking no, season, no, you know true. what I mean? And, and for the most part, we didn't, no, by but, the way. But you know what it's like, Chris? <laughs> it's like how the people who don't believe COVID existed because they expected bodies to be piled in the streets. But because actions were taken and, and certain things kind of helped to prevent it going a little bit too far, people needed to see that. And it's like people think that our centre-halves are better than they are because we've not been getting beat 5-0 every week. Whereas like... Look what happens at the other end of the spectrum. Sheffield United lost all of their, lost, had exactly the same kind of injury crisis that we've had. And they went from being a mid-table team to being the one of the worst teams the Premier League's ever seen. We've somehow, by hook or by crook, clawed our way. And it's not you know, poor old Liverpool because we do still have all those world-class players imagine, to call back imagine on. Imagine how good we have felt about this season if we just not lost six home games on the bounce, by the way. We've made it so difficult for yeah, ourselves, haven't we? Goodness Absolutely me. ridiculous. Um, so yeah, it, it, it is what it is. Burnley, um, Ross, yeah, pucker up, buddy. Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a clencher one way or the other, really, isn't it? Yeah, I'm dreading it. I, I said after we beat Manchester United, I was dreading West Brom and Burnley because they're the template of how to beat Liverpool again. Slightly West Brom and Samarais for just not negative football. I think Burnley's slightly different. I think there's a perception of Burnley that we they're all a bit a bit shit and they play hoofball which I don't think they don't but they're just a physical difficult side that will stifle Liverpool and that's what frightens me because we face these teams those six defeats that Chris mentioned before that's how you beat Liverpool just pop people behind the ball frustrate us and hit us on the counter-attack and hope that you get a chance and do it um, I'm hoping that Sean Dice just sees it differently he's got nothing to play for might do something different, or they might have to feet up and just just that go. Actually, big we... for him though. Hmm. That, yeah. might... that money, that money mid table, the difference here and there. When you have got the lowest budget in the league, or there, there or thereabouts, that like maybe a million quid is a massive thing for Burnley. So I think they do have something to my, play for. My issue with this, and I, I we, we do this, we do this every year, everywhere we talk about teams going to be on the beach. The problem is, is that Liverpool are it's Liverpool. Yeah, and they're the champions. Well, yeah, well, they were. Yeah, you know, but the point is, Liverpool's Liverpool, whether we're good or shit, it's still Liverpool. And, you know, for as much as players might want to just give it up and go and get on the beach, they can't. And it's it's probably, it's quite freeing in some regards playing Liverpool. You get to do, whether you follow your game plan that you've had all season long or you want to break from that, go a little bit harder. You know, it's, there's just something to be gained from saying I got one over on Liverpool and that's the problem that, you know, Burnley probably felt like they were on the beach against Leeds, but I can't see them. I can't, with, with, you know, with fans in turf more, 
this is their last big chance just to go and, em- and empty the tank. They can they can be shit at the weekend if they want, but this is like a this is like a party, a potential party for them. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And actually, with respect to the likes of Burnley, when when you're used to being a, a kind of a mid-table team with not that much to kind of play for, um, that is essentially their job week in week out, isn't it? Is to show, you know, to show that that, that they're with respect. You said before you but, said that. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, do, do you get what I mean? Because like, if if you're oh, not. Yeah. You know, if you're like a Palace or, um, you know, West Ham in usual circumstances, obviously this this season's different for them. But I guess, you know, you try to give it a go in the Cups. But otherwise, week in, week out in the Premier League, it's about, you know, trying to, trying to cause upsets, trying to, you know, be as professional as you can and turn up for those big games against the big boys. So you Just describe um, Everton. Think... <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't think this, this will be any different for Burnley. Um, like Paul says, I think it's, it's a bit of a free hit. Obviously, they've got the fans back. I think they'll be enjoying coming up against a local side who um, have been grinding out results. And this is like, this absolutely ticks the boxes for Burnley in terms of, you know, just frustrating them, killing time, winning like really sloppy fouls and taking ages to take throw-ins, hoofing long balls up to cause Reese Williams problems all day long. Um, it just, it just looks on paper like the kind of game that Sean Dyche will be really looking forward to. Emma, do you think the fans of the clubs like Burnley will be looking forward to getting back in the ground? Because <laughs> I just couldn't be asked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, great. At least at the telly, I could just go and make myself a cup or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to sit least... and subject myself to this all week. He's got the at, at, least, at least it's against Liverpool, though. Like like, like Paul says, like if, if you're the fan, if you're fans of Burnley, you'd rather come in for a game against There's Liverpool where, you know, where, where, where they could cause an upset. But... Um, yes. Yeah, I don't know. We'll I mean, see. they did give the tickets away for free. Um, to, to, to be fair, because no, because non sold. <laughs> um, no, great gesture, by the way. By, yeah, by no, it is. Really um, uh, just quickly, then before we wrap up the podcast, and we're going to be doing this in more substantial form on the Reds News Roundup show over on the website um, today. Uh, Harry Kane leaving Spurs. Um, Brian Corley, uh, Brian Corley, ninety five on Twitter says, "Would you bid for Harry Kane?" Yeah. Definitely, and and there's there's loads of strikers that I would bid for this summer, and that's the mad thing, isn't it? Is that like there are there are huge clubs, loads of huge clubs looking for a proper number nine this summer. I think you know you got Manchester City, maybe Manchester United. I know they've they've signed Cavani up, but does that contract really mean you should put your future plans on hold if someone big comes available like a Harry Kane? Arsenal will be probably looking for someone. Barcelona, Real Madrid. I said big clubs and. Plus one, um, you know, there's low, there's just tons all around looking for. So there's just going to be a mad merry-go-round this year. And I would, I think Harry Kane, and I've always thought uh, Harry Kane is absolutely superb. And the fact that he doesn't rely on pace means it's even better for him. I think, I think he can have his pick of any club in Europe. To be honest, normally I wouldn't be. I'm like I'm I, whatever. Harry Kane, I'd be perfect. I think he's, I think he's terrific. I, I think this season, when you look at his all-round play, Ross. You know he's done a he's done a, a a Bobby Firmino impression and absolutely nailed it. You know to the point where you know when someone goes in and like you know does it like you can imagine Bobby Firmino going to a Bobby Firmino impersonation contest and coming third um, at this at, at this point and how he's played compared to how Harry Kane's played. Um, he he's that goal scorer, but he, he the way he's linked. Their forwards, he's completely carried that Spurs team this season. I mean, for a number of seasons, of course, but in, in a way that I don't think any one of us expected that he possibly could. No, it's interesting. I was talking to Ben about it this morning. He, he thinks there's some sort of um, 
I think I was just thinking me probably of, of there's some perception of Harry Kane that we just hate him because because Liverpool fans or something about you know we were joking about his, his fat tongue and stuff before. I think there's a slight arrogance to him as well, and that thing that he does where he tries to injure players is the reason we just hate him. But if you turn around and say, "Do you want 20 goals a season?" They all say, "Yeah." And then go, oh, it's Harry Kane. And again, you still would do. I think that he's adapted his game. Or Mourinho's adapted his game. Adds to adds to his quality. So I think he can provide something for Liverpool. So I'd be putting a bid in. If he went to Manchester United, does that alter things? If, if they want Jadon Sancho, does that mean the door's open for, for us in that sense? But the other thing he'll be doing, because the, the Spurs players will be down and they'll be concerned that Harry Kane's going. At the very least, I'll be chucking a bid in for Son as well because he frightens the life out of me. But at the, mm-hmm. at the very least, you're just going to cause some shit. <laughs> I'm yeah. down for that. Put a bit in for some, making questions his, his future, his thoughts. And, and, you know, if it went well, I'd have him at Liverpool tomorrow. Emma? Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, similar to Ross, you're kind of ticking three boxes when you bring in Harry Kane because you, you're nicking him off off one of the sort of European rivals. When I say European, I mean, like, you know, potentially Europa League. But, you know, you're nicking him off Tottenham. Uh, you're stopping one of the other Premier League rivals from getting him, mm. which I think is yeah. more important. And then, obviously, you're adding that as Ross said, you're adding that pretty much guaranteed 20 goal scorer to the squad as well. So it's it's a no-brainer for me. There's a big there's there's big Robin Van Persie vibes about this, isn't there? About yeah. how I and, and look look they bought one more title with Van Persie, but it didn't mean they left him Man United in particularly good shape, you know, as a result of it. But there is something there where you're right. If City get him. That would be a big ask to try. I think he's on for forty goals if he goes to City. The way that they play and the way that they provide, I just think that like those ones where how many fifteen stupid misses from Sterling a season, Um, Jesus probably about ten of the stupid misses. He just doesn't. He just he bundles the ball in the back of the net. He hits the net all the time. He just knows where the goal is, man. It, it, it would frighten me if he went to Manchester City. I'd much rather. This sounds stupid. I'd much rather them sign Messi for a season mm. than Harry Kane for five. Yeah, yeah. That's an interesting point. I can't see the club being in for him. The, the big question about him is: Can anyone actually afford him? Can anyone be asked as well? Just dealing with Levy. It's like you've got to cancel your entire summer just to try and get this deal over the line with Daniel Levy. Yeah, there's going to be. I think it's going to come about with. with text you at like two in the morning. No. Yeah. What about this? And yeah, and then like, you wait. Oh. You wait eighteen hours, and then he'll text you, and you, you know, you, you put your phone down to go to the gym or something, and you come back. Oh, I missed him again. You know what I mean? But it's like you know, you come back. Yeah, Michael Edwards, mate. <laughs> He's a, he's a fit guy. The um, the point is with this is that I don't. I don't what's he going to go for? Eighty million, probably there or thereabouts. One twenty. Yeah, you know that's what they want for. And you know, is there anyone who's actually got that kind of dough? I don't think anyone does. So Harry Kane, it'd be interesting to see what happens. I, someone else is going to have to move, I think, to kick this all to kick this the, all. That's off. the thing, isn't it? I think you know you've got you've got your Mbappe, you've got your Haaland, you've got your Sancho's, you've got your Harry Kane. Um, it, it's just going to be a mad one, like, and, and then obviously there's rumours yesterday of Salah and PSG and all that type of stuff, and. That's a mad one in and of itself because I'm like, I don't want to lose Salah, but if you can get Mbappe as part of the deal, like maybe that's the way that that all shake hands. Yeah, yeah, shake hands on the uh, on the Eurostar. (laughs) Um, Right. Yeah. So we had one more super chat from Mike Boyce's on land, sea, sky, and beyond. Nothing can stop this group from being a beautiful team. Oh, it's a a wonderful sentiment. Who said Uh, that? um, That was Mike. Well done, Mike. That was lovely. Um, and Mac Sai says, oh, "Would you swap Manny and Cater for Kane?" Manny and Cater for Kane. Oh! I'm swapping this season's Manny, Anna, and Cater. 
Well, hang on a minute. Next season's man. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but is it it this season's man or last season's? You know what I mean? I don't know because Marnie's. Is Jota ready for that left hand berth? Has he been good on the left hand side? Yes, yeah, suppose so. Honest answer, don't know. Don't know. Interesting one. Let us know in the comments. That's a tough one. Alongside, would anyone underneath. do it? Thank you. Would you do it? Don't know. No, but I, 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 yeah, don't know. No, probably not. Um, That's what cater for Kane. Yeah. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> but it, but but it, but Kate is a good example of this. I don't again. Sorry, we're doing this on the resume, so I don't want to do too much here. But the, the he's a perfect example of the of, of a make weight player that I think will make this deal happen. I don't think they're gonna get 80, 100, 90, 100 million pounds for him. That is a lot of money. But you'll find, yeah, eighty hundred million pounds. <laughs> uh, but I think you'll find they get a chunk plus two or three. Better because they need they need they need some some new blood in there. Cater and Ox plus forty than Harry Kane. I'd do that. Um, right, Sam, we're going to wrap the podcast up there. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Whether you're uh, on or your just not for Harry Kane, app. yeah, it's not worth just as good in the air. Um, or you're watching us on YouTube. Thank you so much. Do drop a like if you're here on YouTube. Do check out everything we've got going at the moment over on the RedmenTV.com. We will be doing the Red News Roundup show. We're going to be talking a bit more about Kane. We're going to be talking about the petition uh, for an independent football body, and there's some rumours surrounding the future of Naby Keita. So that show is coming up this afternoon. Uh, do check that out. And yeah. Make sure you are subscribed to get the Jordan Henderson 10 Years of Red documentary teaser 2. is coming out next week, uh, at the back end of this week, I should say, because um, the season's nearly finished. I'm losing track of this big time. Uh, but anyway, we'll be back with another Red Men podcast um, probably probably next week, probably. We'll, we'll fit that in the calendar somewhere. But other than that, thank you so much. See you soon. Ta-da. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.